Well, hello there and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. This is our daily Bible reading podcast where we walk devotionally through the New Testament reading for Valley Christian Fellowship. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we are going to jump right into Matthew chapter 16. Now, a lot happens in Matthew chapter 16, but I want to pick us up in, in right about verse 13. And, and what I want us to see today is today, Jesus is going to ask his disciples, and really, uh, by extension, as we read the text, he's going to ask us what I would call the most important question anyone will ever answer. Let me show you what I mean. Verse 13, he, he begins by asking his disciples what other people say about him. Verse 13, he says, now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Now, he says, what do others believe about me? And, and so they respond. They say, verse 14, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. And so there's uh, a myriad of answers, right? There's various answers here. John the Baptist, one of the prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah. And then he, Jesus, he redirects it, not at what do other people say about me, but, but he turns to his disciples, verse 15, and he said to them, but who do you say that I am? What a question. These, these 12 men have been following him now for a while and, and they've been hearing him teach. They've experienced his miracles. They understand that there is something unique about Jesus. They're beginning to see the fulfillment of the Old Testament scripture. And then he looks at them and says, okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. Who do you say that I am? Uh, this, is, this is really the most important question for the disciples. And this is really the most important question for any person ever. This is, this is your most important question. As you listen to this, as you read the scripture, ultimately you have to come to a spot where you, where you answer the question, what, what do I believe about Jesus? Who, who do I think Jesus is? And so listen to Peter. Peter steps up to the plate and he, he, uh, he gives his answer and, and his answer is spot on. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. What, what Peter says here, he says, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the, the anointed one, and you are the son of the living God. Now in this, P Peter really, he lays it on thick. In fact, the, the, the phrase here, you are the Christ, the son uh, of the God, the living one, is really how you could translate that. It's th this uh, definite article with every single word here, really almost like marking each one of them with intentionality. This is heavy duty identity here. Peter is, he's putting all of his chips on the table. He is saying, I am putting everything on, on the hope of this identity in Jesus as being the Christ, the Messiah. This is Matthew's goal. Matthew, as he's working through, as he's writing this, his, his objective is to prove that Jesus is, he is the, the promised Messiah of the Jewish people. You, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus isn't just the, the, the anointed one, the Messiah in the line of David. He, he isn't just this, this human, but he's also the son of the living God. He is fully God and fully man all at once. This is, this is an incredible answer. Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and then Peter answering this question, Jesus responds. And this is kind of where I want to spend a lot of our time here. I mean, I hope as you're listening to this, you're able to say, Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. 
But but now listen to what Jesus says to Peter in response. And uh, and what I want to look at here is what I would call the blessings of, of knowing the true identity of Christ. Listen to what Jesus says, verse 17. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, lots going on here, and uh, and we'll talk about quite a bit of it, but, but I want to focus on what I would call the blessings of knowing Christ. The first here is, is the blessing of, of revelation. Verse 17, Jesus says it really, really clearly. He says, this is not of your own knowledge, Peter, that you know this. This is not because you're smarter than everyone else. This isn't because you pay more attention. He says, my father in heaven has revealed it to you. This is the blessing of revelation. Uh, Peter, he doesn't have the world figured out better than everyone else because of who he is in and of himself, but he knows who Jesus is because the Father has revealed it to him. Listen, you and I, if we are able to faithfully, sincerely say those words, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. When we say that, you know what? We're saying something that's been revealed to us. We have received the blessing of God's revelation. We've received the blessing of, of the most important answer to the most important question. You share in that today if you trust in Christ. But, but that's not the only blessing. The next blessing is what I would call the blessing of transformation. Verse 18, Jesus says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now look, here, Peter, he gets a new identity. Jesus says, says, I'm going to rename you in a sense. I'm going to call you Peter. Now there's a play on words with, with the word rock and, and Jesus' identity for Peter and his name. But, but the point here is Jesus saying, I, I, I'm going to make a promise to you, Peter, and to those who also share in, in trusting and believing in my identity. This is not saying that Peter is all of a sudden now going to be infallible or he's the, the supreme authority of the church. I mean, if you just look a little bit further in the same chapter, Peter, he messes up big time. Just a little bit further, Jesus calls him Satan. He says, get behind me, Satan. He says, you're a hindrance for me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but the things of man. And so this is not the, this proclamation that Peter is now, he is the, the Pope and he is going to oversee all of the church. And there's this line of succession based on Peter. No, Uh, Peter makes this declaration and and he's given this new title but it's really this this idea of transformation because Peter is now he's he's proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ um this doesn't even give Peter exclusive authority you look at places in the new testament where where Paul actually stands against Peter and and rebukes Peter and so this is not making a big deal about Peter this is this is making a big deal about Christ and Peter is identifying Jesus as the Christ the son of the living God. Really, this is, Peter now is given this new title or this new name because he's, he's meant to walk in a new reality. He's meant to walk in the reality of, of those who proclaim the true identity of Jesus. 
This is true for us today. I, I, I try to stay in just one section here, but, but if you were to look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, Peter, the same Peter is writing here. Here's what he says. He says, and you have come to him, Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. And you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now listen, Peter, in his declaration of, of understanding who Christ is that is given to him by the re- revelation of God, Peter says, you are, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so then Peter becomes a stone. He becomes a rock. Peter's confession is what leads him to that identity. And listen, you and I, we share in that. Peter writes that we are like living stones being built into this house. We are part of the the true church. All of those who trust in the death and resurrection of Jesus, all of those who faithfully say, Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus is ultimately the cornerstone. He is the the greatest of those stones. And so this is what I would call the blessing of transformation. We have the blessing of revelation as as we know who Christ is, not because of our own great wit or intellect. We have the blessing of transformation because because when we declare Christ, we, we are changed. We become a new creation. And then also we have the blessing of victory. In verse 18, look what it says. It says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This means that the church is ultimately going to be unstoppable. When it talks about the gates of hell, oftentimes this is described as, as the gates. Is, this is where the, the enemy resides and the church is meant to be offensive. This is, means the church is not meant to be playing defense. Oh no, we're scared of the enemy. No, the church is marching forward, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the blessing of victory. And lastly, I would tie this to, to, to the blessing of mission. Verse 19 says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, this is really interesting because we have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We, we have access, access to, to heaven. The only access, the keys. And the keys are, are what? Well, the keys really are the proclamation of, of the gospel, the proclamation of what Peter just said, that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, that Jesus is the son of the living God. See, ultimately through the preaching of the gospel, through the mission we have, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with every person we come in contact with, every person that God gives us opportunity to share with, what we do in that moment is we, we open the door to the kingdom of, of heaven. And those who are loosened are those who, who trust and believe. Those who turn from their sins and, and believe in the gospel, they are freed from their sins and they, they enter into heaven. And those who, when they hear the gospel message, they're unrepentant and, and unwilling to believe. They're, they're hard-hearted or closed-minded to the gospel. They, they're bound. But this is, this is the mission we have. We have this great mission, this mission of as those who proclaim the true identity of Jesus, And this is the ancient way we follow. And the ancient way, really, the ancient way for our modern day, it it begins by answering the most important question. What is that question? Who do you say that Jesus is? You think he's a great teacher? Good. You you think he maybe was a historical figure, maybe? Okay. Or, Or do you believe 
Do you believe what Peter says? You are the Christ. You are the the long ago prophesied and now fulfilled king of the Jews. You're the son of the living God. Do you believe what the rest of the scripture describe about Christ? That he is the one who died to pay the price for our sins and, and he was buried and then resurrected. Who do you say that Christ is?